The reception didn't get any better. When the paneled oak door swung open, a gray-haired, pointy woman in a wheelchair looked up and eyed me as if I was something brown and gooey that had attached itself to one of her wheels. She hadn't bothered to introduce herself, but I knew from my research that she was Vera, the last of the Van Alst family, and possibly the most hated woman in Harrison Falls. Once again, my smile had been a waste of energy, and by now, it was starting to hurt my face. I was expecting a man. Beside the wheelchair, a conceited-looking blue-point Siamese cat glanced over its shoulder and licked its fur in disdain. I kept my cool. Understandable mistake. Vera Van Alst showed her teeth and enunciated in a peculiar voice. Jordan, that's a man's name. How would I describe that voice? Like crunching gravel? A cascade of pebbles? It would take some getting used to, as would her attitude. I said, A man's name? Not in my family. I'm named after my mother. I didn't mention that my mother had been Jordan Kelly, as the Kelly name was probably enough to get me booted out the front door. As they say, you can choose your friends, but you can't pick your relatives. Jordan Bingham? I don't know any Binghams. Humph. With that black Irish coloring, I would have figured you for a Brennan or a Ryan. But it doesn't matter because you're not at all what I had in mind. My coloring? I figured there was nothing wrong with having pale skin, dark hair, and blue eyes. I decided to ignore any ethnic slurs about my appearance, because I was exactly what she had in mind, and if she didn't know that, I did. You don't need testosterone to read Latin. Time to steer the conversation away from my heritage. My, what a beautiful cat, I lied. Vera Van Alst seemed to soften slightly, and I took that opportunity to step further into the house. I noticed that there was a serious security system by the entrance. My potential employer did a 180 in her wheelchair and headed across the grand foyer. I had nothing to lose. I followed her as we turned left and rumbled down a long, dim corridor, past looming portraits of what must have been dead and disapproving ancestors. There would be no possible aesthetic reason for displaying them otherwise. Apparently, the cat also disapproved, judging by the flick of its tail as it preceded us down the hall. This time, I inhaled the scent of furniture wax and old roses. We passed what I took to be a ballroom, a sitting room, and a gallery of sorts before reaching what she called the study on the left. Miss Van Alst wheeled into the large room. Uncomfortable Victorian furniture hugged the twelve-foot-high walls. Much of the wall space held clustered portraits of even more disapproving ancestors. What had caused those expressions? Dental problems? Constipation? Whatever. In my humble opinion, that was one scary gene pool. The cat, seemingly reading my mind flicked its tail yet again, and sneered in agreement. It was a relief to glance at the tall Georgian windows, 
flanked by faded silk drapes, which had possibly once been red. Outside, the vast green lawns looked very appealing. But they were not why I was there. I have my references and other paperwork. I reached into my deep orange vintage leather satchel. Miss Van Alst replied, Not that it will make the slightest difference to me. I am looking for a man to do this job. I held out the documents in their crisp envelope. She waved them dismissively toward a spectacular desk behind her. Unless I missed my guess, it was Edwardian. Carlton House, almost certainly. It would take at least fifteen grand to buy that baby today, and from my pre-interview research, I was pretty sure Vera Van Alst's great-grandfather had purchased it when he furnished this massive pile of stone back in the late 19th century.